The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to all of my friends out there around the world. Uh, Welcome to another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. Last week we were talking about aloneness, separation, feeling alone, being alone, all those issues. And today is actually part two of uh, that, uh, say, two-part series. I think that's going to be two anyway. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I just wanted to remind you that uh, of a few thoughts and then go much further with uh, these ideas today. Something that we all experience is the times of feeling alone, feeling loss, feeling separation, and being and feeling separate and alone is the human experience, more often than we like to think that it might be. But what do we catch ourselves doing to try to cope with it? That is the key. We all have it. And many times we don't share it with others because we simply don't have the answers ourselves and we aren't sure that anybody else has the answers either. So what do we do to cope with aloneness, the feelings of being separate? What do we do when we catch ourselves uh, and just trying to forget about it or trying to change it all? What are we doing? Today we're going to explore all that further. And if you have any questions further about this, please send your questions and thoughts to me. Email is fine. The divine is within us at gmail.com. So you're sitting in a room. No one else is there. Are you alone? Does it feel like you're alone? Is our aloneness based on physical reality only, or is there more? Some people feel most alone when they're in a room full of people. We've all had that experience, perhaps. Or sometimes in a room full of people, we just get lost in the crowd, and we try to forget that we're alone, trying to cope with it or change it. Many people feel alone, even in a relationship. That's sad. I've had that experience a couple of times, at least, and... I've been wrestling with a lot of that for a long time, but you know I found more, and I'll be sharing more of that with you later in today's show. What does alone mean to you? What does not alone mean to you? Overcoming aloneness is a task, but what do we do 
run to the bar, run to a sporting event, church, someone, on the phone, whatever. What is it that we do? Last week, I asked you to write out your definition of what it means to be separate, of what it means to be connected, and what does oneness mean. I hope you've had a chance to write those down. The truth is, we've all been told that we're alone. We're separate. We're less than. You've heard me say this many times. You're too small. You're not good enough. And we feel pushed aside by those who themselves are alone, but they can't cope with it, so they have to put it on somebody else. What a tragedy to find ourselves living in a society of people that cannot cope with aloneness very well. There's all kinds of ways that are substitutes for a deep inner conscious awareness of not being alone. The source of all the lies of separate and alone usually come from some form of religion, and we can be free of that. That's what this whole show, the series of shows, which I've been doing now for almost a year, that's what my series is about, how to overcome the lies of the structures of men. And I asked a question last week as well. What if, what if the whole purpose for our coming to this earth, to planet earth, as an individual human in physical form, what if our whole purpose in doing that is to come to experience and know that we are not alone, that we are not separate? My friends, I have discovered this. I have been experiencing it for a couple of years now at least, maybe a little bit more. But I, just in the last few weeks, have come to experience it in deeper ways. And I'll share that with you later in the show. What if we've come here to overcome the very thing that we think we can't overcome? We can, my friends. We can. We only have this physical form while we're here, temporarily. And when we pass from this planet, we pass into spirit form once again. There's sort of an energy body, but there's no physical body. And when we return on our journey, after passing from here, we discover oneness. We discover that we are back home. Back home with the source of our life. Back home with the source of who we are. I highly recommend a book called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. I've read it. I enjoyed it. But uh, Billy died. This is a true story. And he began communicating with his sister that he left behind. I find it to be quite remarkable, some of the insights that he shared. We are not here to live, to die, and that's it. We are not here to live and then pass into some kind of judgment that religion lies about. No. Yeshua taught we are the divine in human form. I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it another 10,000. We are more than physical beings. The divine within us is the essence of who we are. I've begun to experience that just a few years ago, and there's more to learn. I'm learning more about it all the time. But I can say as wholeheartedly as I possibly can say, my friends, it is real. It's within you, and we can all find it. We can all understand it. We can connect with that. 
we can be far more than we've ever thought. So I am that light. You are that light. But only if we choose to overcome the temporary blindness, the things that we find in this world that are distractions, the things that keep us from sitting down and meditating or thinking about, what is this essence of me? Who am I? Wow. Why am I here? How did I get here in this human physical body? How did that happen? Where did I come from? And where will I be going? If when we choose to overcome this temporary blindness, that's the first step, then we can refuse to be small any longer. And we can stop believing and feeling the lies of religion. We can choose to be a clear reflection of the divine within, right here, right now. And that divine is not some religious God at all. That divine is the beauty, the power of love, and the beauty and power of being fully alive now. We will not die, and that is the end. We will pass back into the spirit form from which we've come. As Yeshua said, you are the light of the world. Uncover your light, he said. Don't let the lies uh, that you've been told cover up your light. Don't do it. Don't let those lies keep you small. And he said, uncover your light and shine. What is that light? You've heard me say it many times. The light is the divine within you. It is the fullest presence and magnificence of all that we are. We must become what is beyond all words. Let me say that again. We must become what is beyond all words. Beyond words is silence. In the silence, the transcendent mystery of divine connection, the transcendent mystery of divine reflection. We have to find that if we are going to discover who we are. Otherwise, we miss the whole purpose for being here. Nothing for me is more sad than to see someone pass from this lifetime having not understood or learned who they truly are. This idea of duality, the separation, the that's over there and I'm over here. You know, this angry God up in the sky and you're about to get stomped on. Total nonsense. Total fabrications. So from fear to desire of the transcendent, when we begin to say, I have to have more, I want to know more, I want to know who I am, I want to discover the beauty of that, I want to be that, I want to understand what it's like to have my light shine, my friends, we can do it. And those of you who have written to me and sent messages to me, email or uh, what, you know, Gmail, whatever, I appreciate knowing today that I'm helping people to heal. I'm helping people to open that door, the door of mystery, the door to I am, the door to the light shining. Duality must be overcome. Separation must be overcome. And we move from fear to the radiance, and I call it the experience of the mystery. 
But whatever challenges are here, what are they? What are the challenges to overcome here in this three-dimensional reality? Number one, we have to discover that there's more to life than cars and boats and houses and football games and jobs and clothes and jewelry and, and, and. We have to understand that there is more to life than the things we see with our eyes and touch with our hands. There's much more. If the three-dimensional world can blind us, our challenge is to see through that, to discover what lasts forever. And what lasts forever, my friend? You. You last forever. You are eternal. Don't forget that. I hope that by that time we're done today, you will have another glimpse into that fact. You are eternal. Then we have to learn how to set our focus and our intentions on knowing the reality beyond the things we see, the things we touch. When we do that, the next step is to learn how to let go of just being here, to let go of the narrow insights that we have adapted and to say, there's got to be more, and I will find it. And then as we choose to see and know more than ever before, we will begin to know it. For once we make that choice, all the windows and doors begin to open as we pay attention. And we say thank you to the universe, to the spirit that is within. Thank you. I'm open. Please teach me more. I'll be right back after this break. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the Divine Is Within Us at gmail.com. 
Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Excuse me. And so we are on a grand adventure. An adventure that is far beyond anything we've ever dreamed of. My friends, we're not stuck here in a three-dimensional reality. Oh, we can be here. Yes, we can look at things. We can actually enjoy some things. Sure, I'm not saying we can't. But the secret is to have things and even enjoy them without owning something. It's when we say, that's mine. Or when, even worse, it's when something owns me. That is what I must avoid. So what owns you today? Anything? What desire? What possession? What plan? What owns you? The key to all of this is not that we can't have beauty and, and, and expression and purpose and meaning. Not at all. But we can have this mostly when we understand and experience who we truly are. To have that, we must step beyond the earthly focus. We must be here, being part of the world, yet this world is not our identity. We have to come to the place where we do what we used to be scared of. Do what scares us or did scare us when we were small. Those who live in smallness are scared. They're afraid. What are the fears that we must face? I've handled some of that on other shows in the past, and you can check out the archives for that. But my question is this. Do you want to know a reality far beyond just the three-dimensional world? If we want to, we can, and we will. But we have to do what used to scare us. I think Joseph Campbell said that very well when he said, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. And I've been going through that in the last few months, and I'll share that with you at the end of this show. But the earthly focus is my possessions, my plans, my way of being, my attachments. That's my car. Keep your hands off. That's my money. That's my house, my boat, my toys, my desires. Those are my expectations. My reality is, and we fill in the blank. But when our reality is totally defined by things that are rusting, rotting, passing away, which every physical thing is doing, we have to take time to look differently. I remember a time talking to a man years ago, and he was so proud of his car. And I thought, wow, this man's really attached to that. I wonder if he understands the reality of what he was looking at. And I said to him, you know, that car right now, the car you drove in here today, I said, do you understand that there's more rust on that car right now than there was an hour ago, a week ago? He looked at me like he never wanted to hear that. But he left later, and he had to remember that. That car is not worth trading your life meaning, your life purpose for. Have the car. You know, enjoy the car. Don't let it own you. And beyond the car, 
Find out who we are. That's the key. We must learn to hold things lightly, to have things without the gripping so tightly, the owning things that goes too far sometimes. Otherwise, we can become so totally focused on having this or that or the other thing that we simply keep the blindfolds on. In that focus of things and having things comes the inevitable obstacles to getting what is on our list. Right in the possession and owning of things is the obstacle to have what's really important. It's in that focus on having that creates the fear that we find inside. It's in our focus on having something, owning something, that competition steps in. And we find ourselves fighting with other people. That's mine. You can't have it. Or I need it more than you need it. Or whatever other kind of crazy excuses we can come up with. It's our focus on having things that present to us the challenges that we have to overcome. Sometimes it's the focus on having things that creates tears in our eyes. What is our focus? How attached are we to any one thing? And if we have tears when we lose it, what does that mean? Does it mean it was too important? No, not necessarily. Sometimes tears are a way of deepening our experience, deepening our connection with the divine within. Tears that take us to a deeper reality. It's okay. It's okay to have that kind of a feeling because in every experience, we can go deeper. It's in our focus on having things that creates so much of the pain and suffering that we experience in this lifetime. If you go back in the archives of the show, you will find that I did two or three or I forget now how many shows on finding and claiming <clears throat> the gifts in pain and suffering. It's always there for us. Have you asked yourself the question lately, what is it that makes me angry? What happens when I get really angry about something? Is something being taken away? Am I fearful of something being taken away? What is it? What does anger mean and where does it come from? What are the obstacles on your path? How would you define them? I would encourage you to sit down a piece of paper. Maybe you can do that right now. What do you see as the things that are blocking you from having what you really think you want or need? Are those obstacles people? Are those obstacles situations that are out of your control? What are those obstacles? And my friends, obstacles are there for all of us. And the key to overcoming the obstacles is a surrender to, not the obstacle, but a surrender to a deeper and higher purpose. 
in the minute that I feel, the moments that I feel the obstacles there, what do I do? When I feel the fear, when I feel the competition that I don't want, when I feel the anger, the pain, and the suffering, the tears, the challenges. There's one more, most, the most beautiful answer that I know. I've mentioned this before. Some of you may not know or remember some Mac, but when Yeshua taught about prayer, what he taught was that prayer is never asking for things. Prayer is never give me, give me, give me, give me. But, oh, we've been taught that. Pray and pray and pray. <laughs> no, that's not exactly where it's all at. What did he mean? He said very clearly, when we sit down and we say, hmm, I wonder, what is there inside of me that might be keeping me from having what I desire? What is it inside of me that might be blocking me from receiving this good, this purpose, this thing that I, I, I really do need and I really do want? And I know it'll be, you know, maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's, it's uh, I mean, you fill in the blank. What is it that's keeping us from experiencing what it is that we desire? And what he said to do was to sit down and ask for help and look inside and say, what is it inside of me? What energies inside of me right now might be keeping me, blocking me from having what it is I really need? My friends, I've done it a thousand times. And every time I do it, Something shows up, and I say, ah, there it is. I need to deal with that. I need to let it go. And I say, okay, thank you. I choose to let go of that. Show me how to do it. And you know what? Every time, it's, it changes, and it moves away, and something else happens. A door opens, and it does become real. It is our focus that creates expectations that have never been satisfied. Our focus creates expectations. And we need to own that and look at that. There's nothing physical in this physical world that can satisfy our deep inner non-physical needs, the spiritual needs. The physical things in the world only cover over our real needs temporarily. And to expect something is to always keep desires in the future. What we need is the satisfying of a desire, not the object of it. We need to work with deep inside what it is that is really our need, what, what it is that is truly what satisfies the spiritual dimensions of, of who we are. To expect and to expect and to expect many times keeps the desires at a distance. To surrender, to show me and open the door. Because the greatest single blockage to having something is an intense focus on the desire to have it. Surrender, my friends, is not giving up. Surrender is not letting somebody else take over. No way. <clears throat> surrender is saying, I open the door inside of me 
to the bigger picture. Because I don't know it all. I don't understand it all. So the divine in within is waiting for us to say, okay, I surrender. Let's do this together. I'm not quite as strong and powerful as I thought I was. I'm important and I'm valuable and I am the divine in human form and I have more to learn. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's okay. And so we can step into that energy and say, thank you. The quickest path to having what we need is to surrender, to let go, and then to keep listening, to keep watching, and watch for the next insight, the next step to having what it, what it is. Letting go of our attachments. Letting go of our fear. Surrender is to have something in a more beautiful way than what I have even defined for myself. Oh, my friends, I've learned that many times. If I let go and surrender, what is waiting for me is always more beautiful than what I had thought it might be. It is for the divine within, and you are the same. The adventure is there, and it is yours to have, to own, to conquer. You are on the most beautiful adventure when we surrender. I'll be right back with you on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy, And I so much hope that all that I'm saying is making sense to you. If not, send me that message. You've got the email address. I would love to hear from you. So remember that the quickest way to having is surrender to the bigger picture wherein that will come in a more beautiful way than ever. To let go or surrender is to stop fighting within myself. 
To let go and surrender is to say yes to all that we have not yet become. The mysteries of who we are are beautiful. They're vast, far more than we've ever dreamed. The mystery to knowing your most beautiful self is to let go and yet hang on, but to surrender in cooperation with the divine within you. And you will have, my friends, far more beautiful situation, circumstance, life than you even yourself thought possible. Letting go, surrender, is the key to experiencing the mysteries of life, to know who we are, to experience that radiance, the radiance of our light shining. That's what we're here for. We're stuck in a three-dimensional world. No, just only as long as we want to be. We look around us today in this crazy society of people racing up and down the road, cutting in and cutting out, and this and that, and me first, and politicians lying their heads off, and over and over and over and over. The rich dominating, enslaving us all. (laughs) Okay, go for it, I say to them. I choose something more beautiful. I choose to know who I am and how I can serve others. Stepping into the unknown is the key. The choice to step into that cave, as Joseph Campbell said, the cave we fear to enter, stepping into it can be the most beautiful and empowering experience of our life. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. But stepping in and letting go is where we will find the divine awaiting a deeper connection with us and welcoming us to our highest self, our most beautiful self, in that place where we will know that we're more than physical and we can begin a new adventure into divine connection and the serendipity of things falling into place, the beauty of watching something happen and say, wow, that happened. What a coincidence. No, no, not quite. It's the serendipitous connection of the divine where a door opens and always say thank you and we step into it. That's the beauty of connecting with our what is deep inside of us. Peace, as never before, will be our experience. And a growing intuition becomes a reality. I've talked about intuition before. And intuition is something we all have, and yet for so many people it's almost non-existent because that door hasn't been opened yet. Intuition is knowing deep inside, knowing ahead of time that something is going to be or not. Knowing ahead of time or knowing in just the right moment. Intuition is the voice of the divine within us. That silent voice that speaks to us in far more ways and different times than we have known before. It's the voice within to guide us and support us. You say, Jim, Stacy, now you're talking about listening to silent voices. Yep, I am. We all listen to silent voices every day. When's the last time we've thought that when we hear, go hit that person, oh, judge that person, 
argue with them. I get angry with them. Put them. Oh, the ego talks to us in a silent voice all the time. And we listen to it or not. And yet we say, hmm, to listen to the silent voice of the divine within? No, we have to understand we are all very skilled at hearing inner quiet voices. Which one do we choose? But when we choose the voice of the divine, our highest self, our most beautiful self, suddenly the mystery of all of that becomes known by experience. And that's what we want. Religion only tries to connect people to a very small God, a God of time and space, and a God of all kind of crazy ideas, angry perhaps, this, that, whatever. But those gods have nothing to say about beyond this moment. It's always about fear and living in this moment. And if you behave yourself, you might experience something in the future, pie in the sky, but it, no, nonsense. I spent too many years in that. It's simply not the truth. Heaven can wait. It's now. It's now. The most heavenly thing we can do is experience the radiance and the transcendence of the divine within us. The unfolding mystery of our most beautiful self. This is where all sense of separation and aloneness goes away. And we don't ever have to feel alone again, even though we may lose someone or we may be without a relationship or be without family or whatever it might be. We can know the mystery and the beauty and the power, the radiance and the transcendence of the mystery within. This is where we connect. And this is where we have to understand that we are never alone. Let me say that again. It's in the radiance of the mystery within that we come to understand that we are never alone. Again, as Yeshua said, you are the light of the world. But sometimes we just don't feel like our light is turned on or we don't even know where our light is. <laughs> Again, as we experience the things I've been talking about, our light does begin to be understood and experienced. And we begin to understand that we are a light and we can shine other people also are lights. How many people are there in today's world, however, that don't have a clue that they have a light within? They don't have a clue. It's sad. And I think that's one of my purposes for being here on the planet. I had to experience it first or I would have no idea what I'm talking about. Our most beautiful self. It's not a selfie taken with your iPhone. <laughs> Our most beautiful self is deep inside, and it shines as a light of love, a light of encouragement to other people. It shines as that light that is far bigger than we are. Once we catch a glimpse and feel the very first rays of that light, 
my friends, you will not be stopped. Never. When you understand that you are a light in this world, a light of the divine speaking to other people about how beautiful they are, the light is consciousness of who we are. Our light is our essence. That divine light that shines through us to other people, if we have done our job of cleaning our own window, dealing with the shadow self, and I've had several shows on that, we become a transparent glass where we refuse the, the past lies and smallness to keep our light from shining. We clean our own window, we get a little window cleaner out, and that window cleaner is simply owning our shadow and transforming it, and I've talked a lot about that. This work becomes easier as we understand it more and more. And so, the divine light is within. How are you shining, my friend? Do you know that more today than ever before? I hope so. For it is that I am, that we, in that I am, that we experience beyond just personal things, beyond just where we have been, to experiencing an altered state of consciousness. No longer small, no longer worthless, no longer not good enough, but larger than life, living and expressing loving, healing energies, living and expressing compassion, living and expressing inclusion of all other people. No more judgments. No more putting people down. No more self-righteousness of religion. None of that nonsense anymore. But where we embody transformation, transformation of the old stepping into the new, the shadow turned into the light, nurturing energies, where we become an avenue of support and healing for other people. That's what the light is all about. The divine is our essence, our lamp, our life, and our identity. And so, my friends, to know this mystery, the mystery of being, is to live beyond separation. It's to live beyond smallness. You are not that. You are not small. You are the divine within. You are the energies of the universe waiting to be a healing balm for other people. First, healing for yourself. It always happens that way. When we experience healing, then we can be healing for others. When we experience compassion, we can be compassion for others. When we experience inclusion, we can learn to include all other people. The divine within is our life purpose. Death, what is death? Simply to move on to, to fulfillment. We, we can have far more here and now. We don't have to wait until we pass. Not at all. One, one day we all will. But what will we learn? What will we grow into? What will we know and experience in the time that we still have here? Destiny. Is, to, is the relationship that we build with the divine within. The divine residing here and now, 
When we know our destiny, we know our most beautiful self. I'll be right back after another break. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word hell or sin liberating jesus from christianity available right now on amazon.com the voice america seventh wave channel seek greater awareness you are listening to beyond religion your life is waiting if you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. <clears throat> Here again is Jim Stacy. And so we are on a most beautiful adventure. An adventure that many times includes tears. Many times our adventure includes struggle and some inner pain. But birth, birthing never happens without pain. Just ask a woman who's had a baby or two. Men, if we only could share in that experience, I think everything would be different. Men, if we could only have babies, we'd be more compassionate for the women who do. Anyway, I have a story, little story to tell you. And I, I share this with you so that, I guess, so that you'll know that I have to walk my talk, too. A few months ago, I was writing, and I shared some of this with you in past, several past shows about the hero's journey. Uh, the hero is the one, any of us, we are all the hero, that have the chance somewhere in our lives, or more than once, to leave home, to leave what has been, to step into an awakening time, an initiation, a time when we expand, a time when we learn and experience far more than we've ever known before. And then that hero returns, and the hero always returns with a message, a message that has been tried and tested, a message that is real because it's embodied 
in the one who speaks. It's not just an idea out there that sounds good. It's real. And in all of Joseph Campbell's experience, as I've shared on the hero's journey and the, the shows around that, as I told you, George Lucas built all the Star Wars adventures on Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. I have enjoyed that series so much. And I'll be having more shows on the hero's journey coming up in just a couple of weeks, I think it is. But in all of the, that understanding, and about the cave that he said, the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure that we seek. I knew through some experiences just a few weeks ago that I personally had to step into that cave in some ways that I hadn't yet done in a new situation, a new experience. And I've been working with this for, for quite a while. But you know, I want to just tell you a story. A few months ago, uh, my sweetheart, Marie, was diagnosed with cancer. And that was back in, well, I think it was September, October, somewhere back there. And, you know, this was a very traumatic experience. And... I met her just a year and a half ago after living by myself for over 19 years and with hopes of living with her one day, uh, I gave her a ring a year or so ago, a year ago, last February, just the day before Valentine's actually, I gave her a diamond and you know, looking forward to being with her in so many ways. And then she was diagnosed with cancer and I spent all of December with her for a couple of days, back home a little bit, and back to be with her for most of January, then back home again. And in all that process, things weren't getting any better. And I knew as I faced all that, that I had to step into this unknown, this cave, that it's different for each of us. But I knew it was there, the unknown of what is going to happen here. What is her destiny? I didn't know. And, you know, I spent a thousand tears and times of crying, but I had to deal with it uh, deep inside of me. And so through a set of, uh, some circumstances, I knew that I had to step into the unknown alone like I had never done before. And so I chose to do that. And I went to the desert in Arizona, and I spent a couple weeks there working with this, thinking about it, dealing with it, not knowing what was going to happen, not knowing what the gifts were for the, in this for me, for her, for whatever. And I knew as I surrendered to that, I knew I had to do this all alone. And so I did. And I spent time in the desert, sitting out on the rocks, meditating and thinking and wondering just what might be happening here. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, I said, hmm, what's the gift here? What gift now in pain and suffering? What gift now in what is going to happen? I don't know. So I spent those two weeks 
And I wasn't sure what it was that I was going to learn because it was unknown. And my friends, I'm telling you, it is really tough to sit quietly for days and days on end, knowing that the unknown is still unknown. <laughs> knowing that I just don't know. And learning to surrender in that and trust the divine within, trust all that I just don't know. Well, it wasn't easy. And yet, I was determined I must find the gift in the situation. How could I lose my fiance? But I had to sit there and deal with that possibility. And the weeks kept going on and on as I lived in the midst of this. That was the last part of February, just a couple months ago, that I spent time in the desert. Then I was back home for most of March, or early part of March, whatever, and I went back to, to be with her just a month ago and have been still here, still in this journey. And knowing this wasn't easy, it was difficult to watch her battle cancer, to watch her lose weight, to watch her change, to watch her lose her hair, and all those issues unfolding right before me. And so I kept going, and I kept going. And I was determined that I'm going to learn the lesson. I was determined that the gift will not pass me by. And so I stayed with it, stayed with her, loving her, supporting her, and doing everything I could to make her journey easier. I chose to walk my talk. And my friends, I just wanted you to know that yesterday, in all this whole process, it was just yesterday that in talking with the doctors that we realized that all the treatments that she had been going through in, in January, the, the chemotherapy uh, was not doing any good. Then we realized that the proton therapy, other therapies, were not doing any good either. Yesterday, the doctors told us that she has a few weeks or months to live. And so, I sit with you today in the mystery, the mystery of it all. And I still choose to surrender. I will learn and I will grow. I love you, Marie. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.